This is a journey into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new values. And a new experience. Stereophonic sound. Welcome everyone to the first edition of I'm a Fix Wolves. It's the hip-hop podcast you've always wanted. It's the one brought to you by two white guys in their 40s. Um, it's your boy Dave Lang here, and I'm accompanied by Jeff Gersman. Jeff, how the heck you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Finally, a podcast about hip-hop music that I can it's, be on. There's not enough of them out there, frankly, from what I've... Just a quick cursory viewing of uh, iTunes has showed me this is a this is a market triage we're performing right now. Definitely. This is... Uh, th- that's, that's all we're here to do is to exploit a gap in the market. No. Uh, this is... This is something I've wanted to do for a long time, and and I, you and I have had uh, so many conversations about hip hop over the years, and just like trading tracks back and forth, uh, that it, I think it, it just finally made sense to be like, hey, we should we should record some of this. Yeah, and, just uh, even like people on Twitter just be like, you two should do a hip hop podcast. Like right. that's, that's been tweeted at us multiple times. I uh, I have a different podcast I do my own kind of uh, personal one with Daryl, and I'm there occasionally. Like I sneak in a hip hop minute. Mm-hmm. And that's always gets like the best kind of dialogue going in email or whatever on Twitter than any other part we do. And it's like everything I feel like Jeff is just pushing us towards this moment. Exactly. It's been something I've, like I said, I've, I've wanted to get something like this off, like, like going for years. I, I don't have, I don't have an outlet for it. And, and, you know, but yeah, you're right. Like in some of the stuff I do in my day job or, you know, some of the stuff I do over on my website or something like hip hop will come up here and there and, and people like want. People want to know more. Uh, a lot of people that that honestly, like, I, I get a lot of questions from people that that don't listen to hip hop that kind of don't know where to start. Yeah, I think that's so. Let's talk for a minute about the purpose of the podcast. And like, we were joking about, you know, we're doing this to make money, and we are. To be clear, we've oh, yeah. already already the ad revenue's pouring in already. Um, you heard by the ad we didn't read in the first episode. Um, but really, the reason we're doing this is one love of hip hop. We both have that in spades. But really, it's like we kind of look at this as like a hip hop primer, right? Yeah, um, I think that's that's yeah to you know because because like like I said, you know, we, we get a ton of people that just don't know where to begin. So you know, there's definitely like some classics that people could get into. I, I don't. It, it's a hard thing to say like, oh, well, hey, go maybe go listen to hip hop for thirty years of your life, and and maybe that'll it'll sink in eventually. You know, it's <laughs> like it's like we can if we can distill some of the classic elements of. All, yeah. all that work we've done uh, to kind of help people understand what it is about this music uh, that 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 stands out so much, that makes it so special, that makes it such a, a big part of my life. Uh, then yeah, I, th- I think the third part for me too is I I really don't think there's been a better time in hip hop than there is right now. It's um, yeah, there's so much stuff out there. It covers you know you, if you go on bars, you got bars. If you just want banging tracks, you got that. You got everything in between. If you're in a mumble rap, boy, it's t- your time to shine. If you're in a mumble rap, it's out um, there. You can just find it. It's amazing. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's a great time to get into it. There's never been a better time than there is right now. It's kind of like a hip hop renaissance. And uh, Jeff, let's help uh, people on their journey. Let's sherpa them through this thing we know and love, shall we? Definitely. That's that's why I'm here. I'm here to help. Yay. Um, all right, so that is a very brief intro of the show and what the goals are and what we're trying to accomplish with the show. Um, it goes without saying, the, 
we need to hear from you. You know, we're going to try different segments. We're going to try different things on these first couple shows. Uh, tell us what you like and what you don't like. Uh, we'll probably be doing a lot of experiments to see what sticks and what doesn't. So we'll get back at you with the email and the Twitter later. Uh, but, you know, we definitely want to hear from you what parts you like and you don't like. Um, so that's the show. But, Jeff, why don't you spend a minute and just talk about you and how you got started listening to hip-hop and what made you fall in love with it in the first place and just kind of paint the background for people. Okay, yeah. I mean, for me, it was, gosh, um, this had to be, you know, early 80s. This is probably like 83, 84, somewhere around there. Um, I had an uncle, uh, and they, they lived on a farm, but it was like relatively close to like straight-up suburbs, so it wasn't just like out in the middle of nowhere type farm. And he came, he was in junior high, he was a few years older than me, and he had this tape. Uh, it was like a, it was a K-Tel compilation. It was like a breakdancing compilation. So it had like right. uh, like Rocket. It had Herbie Hancock uh, yeah, Rocket yeah, yeah. on it. Um, and, and that was like the, the one track on there I had heard before because MTV was playing that because the video was so crazy for it that they were playing yeah. it pretty frequently. Um, I, I can still hear that song in my head from all yeah. the MTV. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Yeah, it's 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 amazing. Um, yeah. and and so, but it, that was on there along with uh, you know, just a lot of other like electro and 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 just kind of like just you know breakdancing music. Um, not a lot of lyrics, that sort of stuff. But but you know, but the vibe was there, and yeah. and we listened to it just nonstop. And and to be clear, I could not, I cannot, I will probably never be able to breakdance in any meaningful way. Correct. Um, we're just not built like that. Yeah, I just never like I I I have a rhythm, but it, it just was never that rhythm. Um, I can do a running man. I can do the running man. That's pretty good. I uh, I can do a fake bad running man, <laughs> uh, but not not the the genuine article. Um, so we listened to that thing nonstop, just wore it out, and and uh, but that but it was kind of a, an anomaly. It was it was the only thing like that in. Uh, you know, in like my repertoire at the time, because, you know, MTV wasn't playing anything. They were not playing black music, period, you know, um, at, at that point, I think. And and so it would be a little bit before same uncle uh, came home from school with, uh, you know, he he had picked up uh, Raising Hell by Run DMC and and Licensed to Ill uh, by the Beastie Boys would come out like right around the same time. And so I, I encountered both of those albums basically on the same day. Yeah. And wow. and right around, you know, and and I remember, you know, the, I'm sure if we looked at a calendar, there'd probably be some time between all this. But to me, it was kind of all happening at once where those those tapes came into my life uh, and I, I dubbed copies of those and, and, and was just I, I couldn't stop right. listening to UB Illin. I just I could not stop listening to that song and and, uh, and hold it now hit it on on License to Ill. Those, those yeah, two yeah, tracks yeah. specifically were the ones that, that really stood out. And around that time, you know, MTV, like, you know, like, it wasn't long after that that Yo! MTV Rap started up with uh, the original The Weekly Show with Fab Five Freddy. Uh, this is before they had Yo! MTV Raps today and, and with, you know, uh, Dr. Dre and Ed Lover. Um, and, and I would just live for every weekend watching Yo! MTV Raps. And they would that show. That show was so, like, every, like, it was, it was like, you know, I didn't watch a lot of TV back then because I was pretty busy in yeah. like, high school and stuff. but. Like I set the VCR for that one, you know. Like there's yeah. no way I'm missing the OMTV raps. And I, I, you know, I was in, I was, I was probably like a fifth, sixth grade at that point. I was, I was getting out of elementary school, getting ready to go into junior high, uh, um, around around that time. And yeah, it just, um, 
it, it changed everything about how I viewed the world and music and, and just like these videos and just the styles and flavors and, you know, and, and, and Yo! TV Raps played a wide variety of stuff. You think about MTV as like being very hit driven or whatever, but like that show would come on and, and you would get exposed to like Kwame. Right. And, uh, and like poor righteous teachers, you know, just like there, there was just a lot of like a wide variety of stuff and the interviews and just like, you know, so I started, I started reading word up magazine. I started, you know, going out and, and buying magazines and, and all this other stuff. Uh, just to try to consume as much of that as I could, because I just I it was it just immediately uh, immediately clicked with me, and, and there are just episodes of that show that I just remember so fondly. Like it's 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 Fab Five Freddy and NWA on the back of a flatbed truck, right? Just, just driving around Compton, just yeah. driving around Compton. Like, I remember yeah. seeing that. Like, I I was I would record the episode every week, and that was one I'm like I'm saving this one. Yeah, this is crazy. Um, and, and yeah, so just over the years, you know, that, that was really, um, how it happened for me. Uh, and, and I listened to nothing but hip hop, uh, from, from then until probably around high school, um, because there were not a lot of other people around me listening to hip hop. So eventually like some other music seeped in a little bit and I I became a little bit more well-rounded. Um, but for me, it's always, for for as long as I can remember, uh, it's always been, hip-hop for me yeah for me i I actually heard some a little older than you i'm surprised i uh i actually heard my first rap song after you did so i think the first rap song i ever heard was like in 85 or 86 it was jam on it by nucleus yeah and i remember very vividly we went to so i uh grew up in the chicago suburbs and we went to this school field trip for like eighth grade senior day or whatever uh with the kankakee state park and mm-hmm. this dude in my class, Mike Ugero, he brought a boombox with him. And he just played Jam On It over and over and <laughs> over again. And there was definitely two camps of people. There were people who were into it, and then there was everyone else who just wanted to smash the boombox into a thousand pieces. But I had never heard anything like that before, and I remember just kind of like soaking it up and like wanting to know more. But like Mike, you know, that guy didn't know more. Like there wasn't a lot of other people I could talk to about this stuff. And so I kind of just – I. I listened to rap as a novelty for a long time. You know, it's like whether it's Curtis Blow and basketball mm-hmm. or like Sugar Hill Gang and their nonsense rhymes or whatever. Even getting closer to real rap with some stuff like UTFO, but it's not like, you know, it's not amazing rap by any stretch. And then it wasn't until I got into high school, I think like sophomore year, like 87 or whatever, that I really found stuff I, I fucking adored. Like when I, I remember the probably like I'd say like for me, pound for pound, the greatest album of all time. Forest Place in Time is like paid in full by Eric B and Rakim. Yeah. And the first time I heard like Rakim rapping and doing like complicated stuff for the time, but even for now, right? Uh, it changed the way I thought about it. And then I started to devour it. And, you know, I, I, that was year like LL Cool J Bad mm-hmm. uh, came out and that was a little more commercial. And there was the video was badass. I yeah. started, you can't kidnap LL's girlfriend, Jeff. Yeah. You can't, you, you can't do that. He's gonna find you. He, he's people, gonna find he you. Take care of business. And his hat is like a shark's fin. It's very he needs love. Yeah, he needs all these things. Uh, he needs his shirt off in videos. That's the <laughs> one thing I also know about him as well. Right. Um, but then even to some like, I remember I would just go to the mall with some friends, and I would just stare at the wall of hip hop, and it was basically like one section at the time of hip hop, and I would just pull like a random tape and buy it. Right? Yep. Yeah. So I didn't know anything, and still one of the things I got just pulled off was this uh, album called Cool and Deadly by Just Ice. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty obscure. I don't think most people probably have heard of him. Um, but there's a song in there I still listen to to this day, like going way, way back. It's just a classic. And so 
though that summer like that that that's fall spring and summer like 90 97 to 98 uh probably or sorry 87 to 88 is probably when i fell in love with it and i've listened to other stuff along the way like i you know pretty much the only thing i don't listen to is country i listen to a lot of different music yeah but hip-hop has been kind of my my bread and butter my go-to uh most frequently listened to ever since then and uh you know it was bleak there for years in the middle uh yeah. not not the late 90s weren't great um but uh we made it through and now we're on to the halcyon days jeff the halcyon days i i agree yeah i think it's it's you can you can find just about anything you're looking for now and and, and, and you know like people have just so, so much more access to stuff for me it was like we went to a flea market and my neighbor bought uh you know a bootleg copy of move something by two live crew and it was the first time I had thought of, you know, I had been listening to hip hop for a while at that point, but the very idea of someone swearing that much, yeah, in something, felt, yeah, like, the first time I like uh, heard um, Public Enemy, you know, listening yeah. to like maybe it was Yo Bum Rush the show, mm-hmm. and like in my room, it, it was like that scene at the beginning of Office Space when he's driving by the black guy, and he turns the volume down, yeah, it's like I just put Public Enemy in. And like, oh, I better turn this down for mom and dad here. You know, it, just, it felt like, like ooh, if they even hear this, I'm going to be in deep shit, right? And so, yeah. Um, yeah, with, with some of that stuff, that was definitely how it was for me. Like, I, I, had, to, I had to have a talk with my parents at some point. And, but I eventually got them to write me a note to the local record store saying, please sell my son uh, this copy of As Nasty As They Want To Be. <laughs> and, Amazing. Uh, yeah, and, 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 you know, my, my dad drove a 65 Impala. And nice. we would drive around in that thing listening to Easy E. He thought it was hilarious. Um and and you know, he liked it for different reasons <laughs> than I did, but you know, but it right, was still right, right, right. Yeah. you know, it it was it was like a cool weird bonding thing in a way of like my dad kinda like not necessarily being <laughs> super into it, but yeah. like putting up with it in a way where he's like, you know, this it's really crazy that that they're swear that like the, the things they're right. saying is it's yeah. crazy. Uh, my mom and dad did not share uh, that joy of sharing with me with hip hop music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my dad is super uh, straight laced, super buttoned down, super conservative. And my mom uh, taught high school English, so she's like familiar with all the music or whatever. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, did not did actually didn't actively discourage me from listening to it. But like, you could tell when I'm in the room bumping that stuff. It's like, David, turn it down, <laughs> David. It's like the only only uh, genre I would ever get the David turn it down to. I can still hear him yelling to this day. Yeah. Well, but, um, I for a while, you know, right around the time we were getting driver's licenses and stuff like that was right around the time that like mini trucks and 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 that sort of stuff were were kind of becoming a thing in this area. So it became about like, okay, we need to get some 15-inch subs and we need right. to get these DJ Magic Mike CDs. The special gold ones because those ones hit harder. Yeah, they absolutely uh, hit harder. Yeah. yeah, and and then we need to drive around and set off car alarms. So yeah. my hearing is probably not what it should be, <laughs> um, because of those days. But but hey, yeah, I, I built my own uh, speaker for the trunk for my own car. I built nice. the box. I built everything, and uh, really got upset when no cops harassed me about it. <laughs> The whole girl, I just want to drive around my neighborhood and have the cops pull me over so I could tell them, hey, man, you wouldn't do this if I was listening to Beethoven. And then they never pulled me over, and I was very upset about it. Yeah, well, I, I, I believe we got pulled over once or twice. Uh, but still, it, it, it was worth it just to, <laughs> to be able to, just to be able to, and these were not my vehicles. I, I never, uh, my friend Jim had a, just two 18-inch subs in the, in the, like, the back of a hatchback, and, and he got a mini truck after that, and just, yeah, just driving around, 
uncapped exhaust. Just yeah. like, like, wow, these guys are real assholes. That was us. <laughs> I mean, if not when you're 16, then when? Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. Um, cool. So that, that's a little bit about who me and Jeff are and our, our kind of start with hip-hop and all that stuff. Just to give you a little flavor of what you're getting into here. If you hate all those records, probably unsubscribe from the podcast now because <laughs> um, that's very informative for us. Um, but at the same we, time, I don't, I don't think this necessarily means that we're going to just sit here and talk about records from the 80s all the time. Oh, like, no, not at all. Yeah. 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 No, this is like we're going to talk about contemporary stuff. We want to do a mix. And like that leads into uh, the first segment, Jeff, actually. Yes. Um, so we're going to have a couple segments on every show. We're going to, like I said, workshop these with you. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. But the first segment is called Homework. And Homework is spelled H O M E W E R K, of course. Of course. Of course. Um, and this, think of this as like an audio book club. So Jeff and I are going to give you some homework. Go listen to this record, or if you already know it, you know. Uh, backwards and forwards, so be it. Um, and we're going to talk about it in depth next week, like what we thought about it, uh, our standout tracks. Uh, is it going to stick and stay for us, or are we going to dump it after one listen? What are we doing? And uh, this week I'm very excited because uh, one of my favorite current rappers is Vince Staples. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your generic take on Vince Staples, Jeff? Lo- uh, love him, like him? I like everything I've heard, uh, but I, I, it hasn't necessarily inspired me to dig in super deep either. Yeah. Like, like I, I'm, I'm excited that this is the first choice because I really want to listen to this record and and kind of get a sense of like who is Vince Staples, you know? Because I've, yeah. I've heard the tracks and some of the tracks here and there, and been like, yeah, this is, yeah, I'm liking this a lot. But, but yeah, yeah. So I really like Summertime a lot. Uh, I think Summertime came out two years ago. I think. Mm-hmm. And last, or was it even three years ago, maybe? Summer, summertime came out two or three years ago, and they dropped an EP called Big Time shortly after that. And that Big Time EP is as good as Seven Tracks gets for my money. It's amazing. Um, there's a little bit of everything. There's even some skits on there, if you like skits, Jeff. I, um, I love, can I just say, I kind of love skits. I love skits. Yeah. I love them. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, and there's he's got skits, so he's got those two. But every every track's different. Every track hits really hard. And he just released a new album called Big Fish Theory uh, in August. And I, for reasons I'm not clear on, I haven't listened to it yet. Um, and that's your homework for this week. Uh, neither Jeff or I have listened to Big Fish Theory yet. Yeah. We're going to give it a go this week and talk about it next week. So if you want to be up on that business, um, check it out. You know, if you're binge listening these, just take a little break in between episodes one and two, baby. Just hit pause. And listen to Big Fish Theory, you'll join us, uh, and you'll be all informed for the next show. Right. You'll be set. Um, yeah, so our intent is to do one of these kind of every week. Uh, some modern stuff, some old stuff, whatever whatever we're feeling like. Uh, it's going to be kind of a random mix. I, I think even stuff, I want to use this as an excuse to listen to stuff I normally might not. Right. Like, like I hear you listen to that 2, you're, you're talking about that 2 chains up, and I think under normal circumstances, I feel like I've given 2 chains a shake and didn't like them. But maybe this is my chance to give Two Chains another listen and see what I think. You know, yeah, it's definitely like I, honestly, I am I am as surprised uh, as as anyone to be sitting here telling you no, the new Two Chains is pretty good. Yeah, uh, I've always kind of like oh, you know, it's like Two Chains has something going on, but not enough for me to necessarily be like I would not call myself a Two Chains fan when he's a feature on something. I'll be like oh, that you know, he lends a certain flavor to it that I think can work. Right, uh, but but yeah, this 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 uh, this last you- one he put out. You know, hearing you talk about it, that's like my uh, domogenesis for me. Like, domogenesis, yeah. every time he it cameos on something, I feel like he just steals the show and he kills it. He's the best. Mm-hmm. And they released that solo album like two years ago, and I did not like it at all. 
And I was like, oh my God, because I, I thought he was going to be like the next big thing, my, my next favorite. And right. just did not care for it at all. So it kind of sounds like that, but maybe I, maybe, maybe I should give Domo Genesis another spin. Yeah, maybe that's you. You just reminded me about Domogenesis, and now I'm like, oh man, maybe I should, maybe I should go back and give this a listen. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, I'm surprised that I did not like. No, normally, like like Vince Stables fits my profile of West Coast dude doing something like great and interesting at this, you know, at the same time. Yeah. Like, like that's that's oftentimes what I'm looking for. Uh, and and yeah, so I, when when we first started talking about the show, and you brought this up as like the first kind of book club, and I was like, oh great, yeah. I've, yeah, like I, I feel like an idiot for not not having listened to this yet. Um, the other thing I love about Vince Staples is like the he's entertaining away from just rapping. Mm-hmm. You know, like so many like you listen to rappers give interviews or whatever, and they're just it's like listening to an athlete talk after a game or right. a coach or whatever. It's just like they don't want to. It's a thousand times. And I feel like Vince Staples is just hilarious, and he always says funny shit. Like you know, of course, you know that hot ones thing, right? That hot ones on YouTube where they eat right. the spicy hot wings. Yes. His hot ones is amazing. Okay, I, I'm it, gonna go. I'm gonna go look that up. I've, yeah. I've not seen that. So we'll but, we'll link we'll link that YouTube in the show notes. But it is he's just a great dude. No matter anytime I've seen him do anything, it's always great. He can freestyle amazingly well. He's got that sway in the morning freestyle, which mm-hmm. I think is like one of the better ones I've ever seen. Uh, we'll link that in the show notes as well. Um, so yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a huge fan, which is hard to explain why I haven't listened to this record yet. But there we go. That's you know honestly, like I think part of the reason I'm excited about this also is like sometimes listening to a record start to finish is tricky these days. It's not how it's it's it doesn't seem like the default way people consume music anymore, right? Right. It's, yeah, it's all playlists and tracks and, and this and that and just and, shared yeah. stuff like like you know we're sending tracks to each other in Skype and like we're listening to one at a time and like oblivious to what the rest of the record's like right yeah so, and i you know um, i i subscribe to i have a, like a, a a commute that can go like two hours some mornings uh so i ended up signing up for satellite radio and so like i i'll, I'll hear like the singles off of like vince staples latest and and stuff like that but it's i i am often not digging in uh to the album i feel like the actually the, the yeah the last album i listened to start to finish was the, was this new wu-tang album yeah um, but before uh, that i think it might have been the kendrick lamar record Oh yeah, so th- that's actually probably exactly the same for me. <laughs> yeah. I, listened, I listened to the Woo the day it came out, and Kendrick. I didn't listen to the day it came out, but that week I gave it a spin. Um, the I think we should just you know what else we can do like a segment for future. So some other segments that aren't on this show that we've been talking about are what's our top ten records of a given year, right? Yeah. So what's our top ten records of two thousand seven or whatever? Uh, I think we could also do a deep dive on back catalogs for given artists, right? Let's do an NWA episode or whatever. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, that's that's what I get asked about most is is uh, a lot of artists like that that people have definitely heard of, especially. I mean, like NWA is almost like yeah, just because of the, what Dr. Dre has become over the years and the movie and all the other stuff. Like, there's a lot of people that, that over the last like year, year and a half have been like, what 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 is this NWA? You I hear you talk about it. What's yeah, he really like? I saw the promo for that straight out of Compton. Was that beef for real? You know, <laughs> <laughs> did he Tell really me everything AIDS? you know about Jerry Heller. I got, I got a, <laughs> yeah. I got a, a, I got a letter into a, a, another podcast I'm on uh, that was specifically just like, what's what's up with Easy E? <laughs> hey, give me a quick a quick five on Easy E, please. I'd be like, okay, well, let's um, see. He had dinner with the president, which prompted Ice Cube <laughs> to say he would never have dinner with the president. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We we could we could do a segment where we catalog beefs. Yeah, we, definitely. That that's that stuff's 
fun. I think like that stuff gets done a lot, but I, I think that's yeah. that stuff is still fascinating to to go to walk back through, especially some of the really old ones. What's your favorite uh, rap beef of all time? Oh gosh, I mean, I it's I, it's probably. Huh. It's probably Jay Z and Nas, right? I mean, uh, okay. but actually, you know what? I I, I like the, the some of the short lived ones uh, because of the artists involved. I like the the West Side Connection, Cypress Hill stuff. Okay, okay. Um, King of the Hill and Ice Cube Killer. That that those, yeah, those yeah, yeah. tracks. Uh, those are fun. Uh, I think for uh, me, for me, it's without a doubt LL Cool J and Cool Modi. Yeah, that's that's um, absolutely. That was when I was doing that. It was still the era when I kind of thought wrestling was real, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I and I thought those guys actually hated each other. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I was flipping through. Was it a cop? Was it um, Jet? Maybe an issue with Jet or something at a friend's house. And then there was a picture of LL and Cool Mo D, like you know, arm in arm, smiling at an award show. And the the caption was like, "These rap titans take a minute off from their beef to pose for the camera." I'm like, "Oh, get the fuck out of yeah. here! What is that?" <laughs> bullshit this isn't real this is fake too everything's fake in life this is bullshit but um boy in terms of just volume of records and quality of records that came from that beef pretty good stuff yeah i, I might say what with cool mo d coming up i might say he put out a book uh a while back called i believe it's called there's a god on the mic and oh it's, my cool god. Mo, it's cool mo d ranking like what he views as like the top 50 mcs and he gives all these breakdowns he's got this scoring system it's it's incredible uh and he puts himself on the list. I'm not going to spoil where. But. Yeah. Uh, oh, I guess I know what I'm buying. Is that on Amazon? Uh, it must be, yeah. Okay. I, I, that's where I bought it years ago. But yeah. It's, uh, I think I'm going to buy that book as soon as we're done recording here. That sounds yeah. amazing. Um, but one segment we're not workshopping that we're getting into today is part of this show, this interactive experience, is we're going to curate some pod, uh, podcasts. We're going to curate some playlists for y'all. Yeah. Um, these will live uh, both on Spotify and on Apple Music. Um, now not all these songs will be available on both services, but you know, we'll do the best we can to get represented where they are, where they exist. Um, there's two cure uh, categories. The first one we're calling the unassailable playlist. Uh, Jeff, do you like to explain what the unassailable playlist is? These are tracks that are just straight up unassailable. Uh, these are ones we agree belong on yeah. any greatest of list. Uh, if you don't think they belong, you're probably mental. Uh, we feel really strongly that if, if you are into hip hop, you're going to find some virtue in this somehow, some way, shape or form. Yeah. Even, even if it doesn't personally speak to you, th- there's right. a quality to this stuff that you'll at least be able to come away from going like, ah, okay. Or like, a place ho- time you, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the second playlist is called the assailable playlist. <laughs> and that, that is something we don't have to agree on. It's more of a, Hey, what are we listening to right now? Uh, I think hopes and dreams things on the assailable playlist can get promoted to the unassailable playlist. Yeah. Uh, but for right now, it's just kind of like, Hey, what are we into right now? Um, what are we feeling? And, uh, we might realize two months from now it's trash and we don't like it anymore. We might remove it. So that's yeah. more of like a, that's more of like a living document. Whereas the unassailable, it's like, it's like the 10 commandments. It's getting chiseled in stone. Yeah. Additions only on the unassailable playlists. Removal right. would take, gosh, I don't even know how that would happen. Uh, uh, the the sale of playlist more, more definitely more free floating. Like we'll toss stuff on there that we're listening to that we think's hot at the moment, and then it, it might not last. Yeah. Um. So let's let's just get into our entries. So we're going to start off. We're not going to do ten every show, but we thought we'd get it seated with ten good entries for the first episode here. Um. For the unassailable playlist, uh, Jeff and I each wrote down five that we thought belonged. 
and our number one track was the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which, which is really fucking weird. I guess that means it's the greatest song of all time. Uh, Jeff, would you like to inform the people what the song is? Uh, this this song is a it's a it's a posse cut a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's Gangstar featuring Nice and Smooth. Yep, it's Dwick. Dwick. Uh, Dwick. Yeah. So, did you ever see the Yom TV Raps live Dwick performance? I oh I, I I don't remember it off the top of my head. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, smooth. I, I will I will look that up. That is that yeah. that's got to be online somewhere. Yeah, it's got to be there somewhere. So, Dwick is I think it was off. Which which record was it off of? Was it Daily Operation? That sounds right. I think uh, it was off, or no? Was it hard to earn? It was hard to earn. No, no, no. Yeah, hard to earn. Hard, 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 hard to earn. Ninety four. Yeah, yeah, it was off hard to earn, and that hard to earn is, I think, like I love, love, love that record, and that is the best song off that record by far. Um, it's just unashamedly like classic hip hop, braggadocio rap. There's no rhyme or reason for what anything anything anyone says in it. They just flow bar to bar. They complement each other really well. And the track just uses a classic break beat. You got Primo back there working his magic mm-hmm. on the tables. Uh, it's it's not long. It doesn't overstay its welcome. And it is a classic. It's um, just got, there are just, there are lines in this song that just, I think about at least once a week. Yeah. I might, one might even be your Skype status. One might uh, even <laughs> be my Skype. Oh, is it? Geez. I, that's, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. of course. Yeah. Okay. Of course it is. <laughs> Lemonade is a popular drink, was a popular drink and it still is. Um, the second entry in the unassailable playlist is they reminisce over you by Pete rock and CL smooth. Yeah. Um, this is definitely a different track. It's more highly produced more slick. It's definitely got a theme and kind of a message to it. Uh, but it was my entry into the world of Pete rock and CL smooth. I wasn't really aware of these guys until, uh, I heard this and then kind of became aware of Pete rocks kind of prolific production career. And all the, the the EP they put out before that with the creator on it, which is a really good song. And uh, just a great, great song. Great video as well. Yeah, at the, at the time, this this track didn't really inspire me to look deeper into their catalog. But, I mean, this yeah, this video was everywhere at the time. This was 92 when this came out. Uh, and, and yeah, th- I, like, I think I bought the single for this. <laughs> nice. And, and listened to that this track a ton. Uh, and then... Uh, yeah, no, like like Pete Rock definitely, you know, just became more aware of his production stuff. CL Smooth less so. Yeah, over the he, years. I assume. Yeah, some. I'm not. He he like has soloed or done cameos on a couple things here and there. So he's not completely out, but I have no idea what he's doing. Um, so if anyone knows what CL Smooth is up to since the glory days, write in. We'll give you the we'll give you the email later in the show. Um, next track. Track number, and these are in no particular order. Also, like right, well, yeah. this is not like in order top songs of all time. Um, these are just as they came to us. Um, the next one is a more recent track, very recent track, in fact. Uh, but we feel it's unassailable, nevertheless. It's DNA off Kendrick Lamar's "Damn." Right. Um, this was. Did, was this out? Did this song leak before the record drop? Was this out before? Or no. Well, I mean, the whole album I think leaked a little bit before it dropped, but uh, but I hmm. I don't know if this was one of the ones I don't I don't remember hearing it until I listened to the whole thing. Right. And, I, I think and, I, I'm in the same boat there. This is the first track I hit rewind on when I was listening to that. Um it's basically the so the the deal with this if you haven't heard it, and by all means go listen to all these things. That's the point of us doing it, but like the 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 hallmark moment for this song is the track has this huge change to it about halfway through, and kind of what he's rapping about changes in tune with it. And just kind of Kendrick, I like on top of everything. Uh, you know, rhymes meet, matching the production, 
perfect synchronicity and everything's amazing about it. Um, we love that song very much. Yeah, a great story, a great yeah, just yeah, not enough to be fantastic. The the standout the standout track on that album, I think. Yeah, for sure. I don't think that's debatable. Um, next, going back to the beginning a little bit, uh, straight out of Compton by N.W.A. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, this this track is. Uh, I mean, it's 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 this emphatic statement for the, the of intent, I guess, in in a lot of ways for for N.W.A. for Easy. I mean, you know, obviously they they had songs that came before that, but that was the thing. Like you hear that you like that is the lead track on that album. You put it on, you're like, holy shit, this is yeah. This is some this is some next level stuff. Uh, yeah, I remember I remember I had heard uh, Dope Man before. Right. Um and it was because I heard Dope Man that I got this album. And remember I was talking about how like I oh I turned Public Enemy down when I know my parents are listening. Um I turned this this album down for different reasons. <laughs> uh, you know, fuck the police, uh not exactly, you know, while a little more widely accepted notion to some now, uh, definitely not accepted at all back then in my household. Um, I, so that album was revelatory in so many ways. Uh, great production, really just a raw aggression I hadn't heard before. And uh, I love that whole record very much and that, that song specifically. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Like the, the, the first three tracks on that record, I feel like all probably end up on this list someday. But yep. let's... We'll have those conversations later. Right now, Straight Outta Compton definitely belongs. Yeah. Uh, next track, getting us halfway through this this first entry into the Unassailable playlist, um, Black Steel and the Hour of Chaos by Public Enemy. Yeah. What a great uh, video. An amazing video. I, man, I like. You, you, I think it's hard to, you know, like hip-hop can be so many things, uh, and, and it was – this album for me was one of the first ones that I encountered that were like, oh, this is this like hip hop can be very serious. It could be about like and I was in the eighth grade so or whatever it was. So it was hard to, you know, wrap your mind around it a little bit. But like issues, real shit. Right. And and this this track in particular stands out to me as like you you feel this. I you think to it, 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 it. You understand where he's coming from by the end of it. I think the thing like this, what I started to realize about hip hop at this point in my life. And it's like the most popular stuff in hip hop was political at, in this era. Right. And I couldn't think of any other music I listened to where that was the case. Like even NWA is is political. Right. right. Like yeah. uh, Boogie Down Productions, all Definitely. this stuff. Right. Yeah. Like it's very conscious and aware and very political in a way others weren't. And that really, really uh, motivated me to kind of listen to this stuff and, and just kind of take it in in a way, you know, other genres just didn't. And Black Steel and Our Chaos, just the naked, uh, just lyrics over this really kind of stripped down beat, um, really, and the, the content, everything, and then the video, and just like, oh, just amazing, amazing song. Um, it's basically Prison Break, uh, the the movie, the rap song. Yeah, so, uh, uh, check it. Yeah, just fantastic. This was this was, a, and this time was really fascinating as well because I had friends. That like had not heard this before, but were like way into Wilson, way into the Fresh Prince. Like you know, like he's right. the DJ, I'm the rapper. Was out, you know, not too like far away from this, and so you'd have friends that were like way into that, and I could be like, "That's cool, yeah." No, I mean honestly, that is a really great album. I still feel that way to this day. But you but, should listen to this. Yeah, you're a bigger person than me because at the time, I would not allow myself to enjoy Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince because. Like I just felt this stuff was so much more important. 
you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I was I was younger, so I, I you know, I was kind of just coming to a point where I was thinking about stuff like that. And uh, yeah, for, for me, like that that first that that first Will Smith album or, or I guess maybe it's not the first, but that, that was the one that broke. Uh, yeah, I mean, I listen to parents just don't understand. I listen to all that stuff. But it's like I remember like, you know, so I went to a, a like a very um, integrated high school and I had yeah. two kind of very distinct sets of friends I listened to. Or all hung out with, and all my white friends would listen to Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, right? And all my other friends would listen to a variety of different stuff, and I would just like that's kind of where I would like, oh, I should listen to this, I should check this out, and I'd go home and I'd like try, okay, what's the thing I'm going to try to get my other white friends into this week? And then uh, just <laughs> never ever worked, it never worked. Yeah, see, I, uh, I did not go to a particularly well integrated high school, uh, so it's just this suburban place. It, it's it's a lot more diverse now than it was then, uh, for yeah. sure. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a yeah. sea of people that listened to Fresh Prince and a sea of people that really wanted to let you know that they were very excited about the Van Halen concert they were going to. Yo, dog, I got some vanilla ice for you. Yeah, you a, hear lo- yeah. a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of that. Um, the next entry onto unassailable playlist uh, is a more. It's not modern, but it's more modern than some of the stuff we've had on here. It's off of Ti's sophomore album. Uh, Paper Chase, it's mm-hmm. uh, Whatever You Like by, yeah. by T.I., the Trouble Man T.I. from Atlanta. Yeah, Tip um, himself. Just I, it's a club banger. Uh, this I think this is also a just great fucking karaoke song. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. This, you know, you have to you have to be aware when the N-bombs are going to drop so you can act accordingly. Uh-huh. But uh, just fantastic. Like, I don't know anyone, if I'm at a party, if I'm at a club, if I'm on karaoke, if this comes on, I don't know a single person that's like, "This is trash. Get it off." Right. Uh, it, it's a it's a good time. Uh, I think I think Ti kill, like kills this beat. Like just really like is like acting very appropriately over it, and and has lyrics that match the beat very well. It it comes together, it comes together perfectly. Yeah. Uh, next up is one I think me and you are both in strong agreement on for unassailable. Uh, you know, I think this maybe has lost a step over time. But for where it was when it came, it's still really strong. And for its place and time when it came out, uh, "Grinding by the Clips" yep. is really unparalleled. This is this track is I, I I tend to agree with you that that maybe it is not as it is probably not my favorite Clips track anymore. Right. Um, but when it comes on, I am extremely happy. <laughs> yeah. I am I, extremely satisfied. I still remember like the first time I saw that video and I did I didn't know who Pharrell was. Yeah. Right. I didn't know I didn't know why I should care about any of these people. And then just, you know, goosh, 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 right? Yeah. It's just like it just comes in and oh my god, they're talking about drug dealing and all again, it was just like all this shit that was foreign to my experience, um, that I just found mesmerizing and uh And from Virginia you know, of all places. Right. Yeah. I mean, what are the odds, right? Yeah. Um so that is in there for sure. Uh, next, uh, this one is, I think of a great historical interest. It's a banger for sure, mm-hmm. but I love it. I think this is the, I think I might be wrong about this, but I think this is the first record Nas ever appeared on. It's uh, live at the barbecue on main sources, breaking Adams. Yep. Uh, um, yeah, I, I believe, I believe you are right that this is, uh, that this is Nas's first, uh, first verse. Akinelli also on this. Yeah. Uh, uh he, time is not treated Akinelli nearly as well as Nas, but you know, definitely not. <laughs> Um, he, he had his moment. He, he, you know, he had a gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> I'm he stuck be to it. Ready? Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
even uh-huh. in this track, you can hear him doing yeah. that a little bit. That's what separates me it. from the petty. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, hey, whatever. He took his shot. It didn't work out. God bless Akadeli. Yeah. Uh, but it's a banger. It's a posse cut. Uh, kind of everyone from that crew is on there. Queensbridge crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, check it out. That's that's definitely a, that whole album is great too. Uh, this will not be the only thing from Breaking Adams on this list for sure. If I have anything to do with it, yeah. Uh, you're um, right. next up is you know what we we had a couple like you know whatever you like live at the barbecue, uh, Troy. Uh, but now we're just gonna get straight to pound for pound. I think the hardest song. Uh, of all time and it's x gonna give it to you by dmx yeah um i like i've heard so many like so for the most part rappers talk about dealing drugs rappers talk about being in gangs rappers talk about fighting or whatever for the most part i don't believe 99 percent of it right? definitely not yeah uh you could literally tell me anything about dmx and i would believe you like all the shit i've seen from him i've heard from him i remember one of the most vivid memories i have i don't remember what this was on but it was, there was just cameras following around DMX, some documentary. Maybe it was even on MTV or whatever. Right. And they visited him in jail, and Shug Knight went there because Shug Knight was trying to um, squash the beef with him and Ja Rule. Right? Oh, okay. All right. Sure. And and so and maybe it was maybe it wasn't Shug. I think it was Shug, but maybe it wasn't. But he's trying to squash the beef with him and Ja Rule, and he's like, you just got to let this one go, D. You gotta let, X, you got to let it go. You got to let it go. And he's like, I'll tell you what. I'll let it go, but you got to give me – Five minutes alone in a room with them. I he goes, I gotta put my hands on them. <laughs> he goes, I, he kept saying that over and over. I gotta put my hands on them. And I was fucking terrified. Like I would never be in a room like I, Hulk Hogan wouldn't want to fight that guy. No, definitely um, not. Yeah. So and it comes through in his music. Uh I think with DMX, what you see is what you get. I think it's it's kind of as real as it gets. And, uh, it's, and it's, just, it's, it's, it's bumpy. Like it, yeah. it's not like it, it's, it's real in a way that like not every lyric in on this track is, is perfect. Like there's maybe I'm going to say one of the corniest lines in a song ever yeah. is knock, knock, open up the door. It's, <laughs> it's real. real. Like not stop pop, pop of stainless steel. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is an amazing pair of lines, Yeah, but like on its own, you're, like when he goes, knock, knock, open up the door. You're just like, Oh my yeah. God, really? Like, Oh, but he makes but that work. He makes I've, even yeah. that like sound like you're like, oh God, I don't. Please don't. Uh, I've I've still yelled at him more than one occasion though, Jeff. Despite uh, uh, the fact, uh, yes, <laughs> uh, yes, and I it, it will happen again. Yeah, <laughs> it will definitely happen again. Uh, yeah, it's a great mix of production and just X just doing what he does on the track. Uh, and finally, our last entry into the unassailable playlist for episode one, the tenth song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff, you pulled this one out of your hat. This is a, this is a good call. Uh, Represent by Nas. Yeah, uh, this this track is this uh, is pro- probably my favorite track off of Illmatic. Um, and, yeah, and I, you know, it's interesting. I I have kind of a weird path through some of this stuff on account of like living on the West Coast and and like being kind of raised on uh, stuff like like Easy and NWA and 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 Ice Cube and, and all that sort of stuff. Like there was a period of time where I wasn't really checking for what the East Coast was up to. Uh, and, and some albums came out that at the time I just slept on. And so I came to Nas relatively late. And and even when I did, it was like his current stuff at the time. So it took me some time to dig back into his catalog, uh, which, you know, it's like, uh, maybe it's a little embarrassing. I don't know. But like at some point I'm going to say over the last, like, and, and, you know, I listened to Illmatic is like, okay, no, this is, this is incredible and, and, and all this sort of stuff, but never really felt an attachment to it. 
until like this track as of like I'm gonna say four or five years ago over the last five oh, wow. years I've really come into this specific track and be like yes yeah. I want to listen to this all the time yeah so it's it was fantastic. Like, I, I felt yeah. lucky in a way that like man I, there's this whole album of like classic shit that I just didn't d- didn't get into at the time because I was into so much other classic shit that now I can go back and experience this. Uh, there's that documentary, Time is Illmatic. I've not gone back and watched that yet. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that. I've not seen it in a very long time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I, I want to – I'm giving that a watch next. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, so it, it's that that might sound weird uh, to have come to this album so so late and – in, in so many different ways, but that's... Well, it's, it's cool. It tells you it holds up, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that kind of rounds out the first 10 entries into our unassailable playlist. Yeah, um, and it, it, make, it makes me wonder, like, maybe we need some kind of other segment where we can kind of have people write in with, like, their... Like, because I, I feel almost a bit of shame about what I said about Nas right there, about not coming to those albums until late. I feel like that's okay. And maybe yeah, we yeah. need to encourage people to write and say, like, hey, I, I didn't come to this until years after the fact. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, also, if you, yeah, that's, so for part, yeah, when you want to write in, we should we should encourage everyone to write in with a couple facts, like greatest song of all time, in your opinion, uh, one song we probably haven't heard that we should listen to, Yeah. and what would you add to Unassailable Playlist? Uh, so whatever you write in, feel free to throw that info in there. Um, next up, uh, we're going to throw in five entries each into the Assailable Playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go one, then one, then one, or do you just want to go five, then five? What we do you can go do, back Jeff? and forth. That'd be fun. Okay, why don't you start us off? Okay, uh, the first one I've got. This one is, I, I I love this track, and and I this is maybe the only track by Future that I that I do love. Uh, it's "Move That Dope" featuring Pharrell, <laughs> Pusha T, and Casino. I uh, really like uh, Draco off his new one. Um, I don't like a ton of Future, but I do I do find myself listening to more Future as he keeps releasing stuff. I think, you know, like for as for as much as like Future's been influential and led to a lot of other people that sound a lot like Future, I will say that I feel like Future does Future way better than the other people trying to do Future do Future. Yeah. Uh, I've come around on Designer, actually. Speaking of f- people doing Future like Future, mm-hmm. uh, I've actually really like a bunch of, like a bunch I like two of three designer songs he's put out a lot. The more I listen to him, so but we'll we'll save that for another day. Yeah. Um, the first entry for me is "Heat" all caps uh, by Brockhampton. Uh, Brockhampton, I just discovered a few months ago. Um, they released an album called "Saturation 2, mm-hmm. which made me look up "Saturation One," and this is an absolute banger of it. Um, Brockhampton, I have to do more research on. Are you familiar with them at all, Jeff? I am not. So it's weird. So the it was a group. Of, it was founded by a group of people. They were on this Kanye West forum together, and they moved. They all moved into one house in Compton, and okay. all they yeah. do is sit around and make music all day together. That and sounds that, good. Yeah, and that's Brockhampton, and um, Heat is an absolute banger. Uh, it's got a mix of, yeah. I just go listen to it. It's it's fucking fantastic. That's Heat. All right, that's Heat. Uh. My th- so th- this is one of the benefits of of satellite radio is I get exposed to a lot of stuff that I wouldn't hear otherwise, and uh, a track that's been that that, that caught me uh, is T Grizzly from the D to the A featuring Lil Yachty of I must all admit, people. I must admit, if I see Lil Yachty come on, that's like an instant change. So I would not even have given this a spin. So I'll have to listen to this and see what I think about it. Yeah, it's uh, like I like I've I've heard a, a fair amount of Lil Yachty again on the satellite radio. They they will they will put this stuff 
out there. Uh, the and, kids and like lot- Lil Yachty. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, and and, and you know I, I'm not a huge fan of of what I've heard of Yachty so far, but this track I think uh, I think he does well on. I'm I like T Grizzly. He's he's got an album out. There was the one other track, uh, First Day Out, uh, that they're that they're playing uh i believe yeah first day out oh no no effort is the other uh, t grizzly tractor playing okay and and I, I i'm liking that one as well so that is now i am gonna have to listen to this album and and see what's up but uh from the d to the a i think it's, it's got a it's got a good beat they've got a good back and forth i like it when a pair of mcs you know you don't get groups anymore Right, uh, you know, like it's not, it's just not like that anymore. So trading off lines and, and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're, yeah. they're trading off like not not bar for bar or anything like that. But but there is a enough back and forth on it that it kind of has a bit of that old feel and 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 uh, yeah, I, I came away from it liking it quite a bit. I, I was not I was not expecting it, but but yeah, Lil Yachty. What can I say? Um, my uh, second entry to the assailable playlist is Do Rag versus Headband by Action Bronson. Um, I've been aware of Action Bronson from cameos for a long time. Uh, again, just I've always liked what I've heard. Uh, he's always been interesting and funny. I've seen a lot of his YouTube stuff. I think he's hilarious. For some reason, I didn't dive into his back catalog until about a month ago. I started listening to it, and man, do I like a lot of Action Bronson. As it turns out, <laughs> um, yeah. But Durag versus Headband is just hilarious. Uh, it's this is it's a really slow beat. Like a slower beat that I'm normally not into, but it's there. And it's some of this plucky bass on it, and uh, just the nonsensical rhymes he has over it's just fantastic. Yeah, I, I think uh, this this album he just put out as Blue Chip Seven Thousand. Uh, yeah, we sh- we should we should maybe talk about that one in a, in a week to come. Because uh, I that's yeah, like you, like I well I, I I encountered some action Bronson here and there. Kind of listened to some of his other stuff, and 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 like you liked it and. And all that, but eh, never really caught on. But this yeah. new, re- new record, uh, this is a track on there called La Luna, where the, like the first half of it is him like overhearing. It's like half skit almost because he's overhearing the hold music for some car service, and he just starts rhyming over it. And it's <laughs> yeah, just like, it's like him in the back. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's funny. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's 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 good. Um, my Your third, entry, Jeff, third yeah. is. Keep Dealing by Pusha T featuring Beanie Siegel. Um, yeah, yeah P- Push is uh, just – this is going to be I – th- I feel like if I had to establish an early theme for this podcast, it's going to be <laughs> I like it when – I like it when you rhyme about dealing coke. I like it less when you rhyme about doing coke. Yeah. You want a generational gap? You want you want to define the generation gap? I think it's that's it right there. That dope boy flow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Keep dealing. Uh, just I, you know, Beanie Siegel. Like I had not heard anything out of him in a long time, and and he's just got this vicious fucking growl on this whole thing. And you know, Pusha T is is Pusha T. He's one. I think he's one of the best doing it right now. Um, though that that song with Designer was it, uh, like put him in a circle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's ter- yeah. terrible. Terrible. Not great. Not great. Not great. Um, but but keep dealing. Thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, I've not listened to that recently. I'm gonna have to. Once you put this on the playlist, I'm gonna have to uh, check that out for sure. Um, this one's. It's not old. It's not new. Uh, it's the '90s are back by the Snow Goons. Are you familiar with the Snow Goons? I am not. So I found this off uh, Spotify uh, weekly discovery discover yeah. weekly playlist. Yeah. And basically, so what it's a the Snow Goons are four European DJs. Like some are from, I think Copenhagen, and other guys from the UK or whatever. 
and they just put together these monster beats. And then they get like American rap stars to rap over them, right? Yeah. And so every song is basically like a posse cut of people who never worked together. And like so on the nineties are back, it's just a great beat, but they have Drez from Black Sheep. They have mm. Sticky Fingers from Onyx in there, right? Yeah. Uh a bunch of just like four or five really talented people. And uh Raskass is on it, right? Mm. And they're just going and it all comes together perfectly well and it's like it sounds like a song that's called The Nineties Are Back. <laughs> Great. It's, yeah. it's exact it sounds it's labeled exactly correctly. It sounds exactly like you want it to. And that is my uh, third entry into the saleable playlist. Great. Did you hear any of the like remember uh Where Are They Now by Nas? Yeah, yeah. Remember there yeah. were like remixes that where he just basically were like posse cuts where he did like here's a West Coast remix, here's a right. East Coast and, and you know and, and dug up a lot of these people and and yeah, it almost reminds me of that. That yeah. was that was that's cool. Um yeah. I will definitely check that out. So the actually the Snowgoons have a huge catalog as it turns out. For, for I had never heard of them until I discovered this on Spotify like yeah, 6 yeah. months ago. But you look you find Snowgoons, they got like 3 or 4 records out, uh mm-hmm. tons and tons of stuff. Great. Yeah, that's that's exciting. I will totally go listen to all that. Uh, so, I, you know, in the spirit of this being an assailable playlist and, and representing a lot of what I'm listening to right now, 2 chains, <laughs> 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 Riverdale Road. Uh, this is, I, I believe it is track one off of uh, uh, Pretty Girls Like Trap Music, his most recent one. And uh, it's, he's got a, a, when 2 chains does 2 chains right, it is, like a good laid back but still aggressive vibe. And yeah. and that is what I'm finding that I like about this recent 2 Chains album is that he's really carved out a space for himself and I think he's doing it really well and and I I'm just starting to appreciate it I guess. It seems like this is more or less what he's been doing all along but like it just hasn't lined up in in a in a great way for me until this record and, and Riverdale Road I think he's he's just he he is great on this beat, uh, and and I think that his lyrics are yeah I I I, I like this two chains record. There, uh, I'll say that. So uh, yeah, he's someone very much like Little Yachty for me. I feel like I gave him a chance, and I won't listen to him again. But you've piqued my interest, Jeff. You tickled my buying bone. Um, I'm gonna give this a spin right after uh, Big Fish Theory, and I do my homework. All right. Um, next entry for me are probably my favorite new group. Um, is that true? <laughs> I think it's true. So it's Year of the Ox. It's Jet Lag by Year of the Ox. So Year of the Ox, it's one rapper. So they they hail, they represent South Korea, although they're not from there. Um, one guy, Lyrics, is from Virginia. Mm-hmm. I think JL is from New York. and But they're both Korean in descent. And uh, they kind of came on the scene about a year, year and a quarter ago with a song called Seven Rings. And they just kind of released a, a single every three months. Uh, they went on tour, and I really, really like everything about them. Like, they do that trading lines off bars for bars thing. Great. Sometimes, sometimes uh, they just do like you know, I'll do thirty-two, then JL will do thirty-two or whatever. Sometimes they'll mix it up. They're really good lyricists. Uh, the tracks are uh, kind of throwback, but they don't feel old. Mm. You know? Yeah. So really good mix of shit and jet lag. I personally love it. Because it's a travel theme song, um, like they're talking about getting the stewardess's attention on the plane to order a beer and stuff like that. Things uh, you can personally relate to. Correct. And so uh, I love "You're the Ox" and "Jet Lag's probably my favorite song of theirs. All right. Yeah, that's that's cool. I, I this there's something about international hip hop 
that is is always really fascinating to me. I mean, obviously, you know, they're they're from the U.S., but like like that South Korean perspective sounds like it could be really fascinating. They they go to South like they toured in South Korea. Uh, they've been there a lot. They've recorded some songs over there with some South Korean artists. So it seems like something they're trying to take seriously or at least exploit seriously. Yeah, right. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, it sounds like almost like a different take on like Pusha T being on, on all these EDM tracks. Just doing Correct. features for just like, hey, it's, I'm trying to gain an audience here. Like He's very yeah. mercenary about it. Just like, yes, no, I'm exposing myself to new people. This yeah, is how it, it works. Does, it does feel like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, my fifth and final track for the assailable playlist uh, is "False Prophets" by J. Cole, uh, and I this I'm I'm buying into this being about Kanye West. Uh, at least when I listen to it, that's that's what I hear. Right. Uh, and I, don't I know mean, the you, name I, of the song is called "False Prophets." Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, and. It's uh he never fixed wolves Jeff. He he ne- that's the the true shame is like he never did, he never actually yeah. did truly fix he, wolves. He never fixed wolves. Maybe someday. I mean, you know, it's a le- living breathing statement of art. Maybe title, you know, they'll, they'll update it again. <laughs> One of these days. Um this track I, I just I think like lyrically uh is just it's I, I love this track. I, I I love the way J Cole rhymes on it. Uh, the, I think the production is laid back in in a in a way that you know that sounds older than it is, uh, without without sounding old. You know, it, it's, it's yeah, yeah. It's very yeah. I I like his flow on this one a lot. Uh, and and I'm I I don't know that I would call myself a gigantic J Cole fan, but this track in particular really really spoke to me in a lot of ways. Excellent. Um, my fifth and final entry onto the saleable playlist. Is Machine Gun Black by Hale and Nash? Uh huh. Um, Hall and Nash. Hall, sorry, Hall and Nash. Sorry, uh, Hall and Nash are a brother duo from Buffalo. Uh, West Side Gun and Ca- uh, Conway. Uh, Con- yeah, so I yeah. Cassie Conway the Machine. Um, so the way I found these guys is I've been listening to West Side Gun. He kind of burst on the scene for me about a year ago. I guess he's been at it for three years, but I first mm. heard about a year ago. And again, it's for me, it's like just this raw, dope boy shit. And uh, he makes these great gun sound effects with his tongue. <laughs> like, he, he can make a machine gun sound like no one I've ever heard like, before in like my a life. Brrr, like a, like yeah, a, ex- yeah, correct. It's even better than that somehow. Like, that's really good, but it, his, he still does it better. And he also, like, boom, 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 <laughs> yeah, like yes. when he's rapping. His ad libs so, are, are unassailable. Yeah, so really strong and also some good rhymes in there, too. Um, you know, he teamed up with this for with his brother for this one. And Shady put them on for this song in particular. They've only released this one song, Machine Gun Black. So and, they, have, um, they have some EPs and stuff prior to this, like Shady Records deal. Uh, t- together they do. Um, there's, there's a, uh, well, yeah, there's, there's something. It's, it's called the Hall and Nash EP. Oh shoot, uh, I gotta find that. Yeah, should, I, I went should. looking on their uh, Spotify or Spotify. Nothing's up there. Then I went to their SoundCloud page, and I didn't see any of that stuff up on SoundCloud. So I, I think it might just up. be a mixtape or something. So it might, it might just be, you know, you might just have to dig it out of dat piff or something yeah, yeah. at this point okay but yeah uh, this this uh yeah that, that they were they were a group that definitely like it's it's i i'll tell you this i hate satellite radio i think it's actually not necessarily worth the money but at the same time like some of these late night shows you know uh k slay and you know dj drama and some of these other you know kind of bigger name djs like they will they will have artists on that are just like interesting to hear talk uh, and 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 also like have great material and, and West Side Gun was definitely one that I that I heard about that way. Yeah, um, it was just like like all of a sudden it was like everyone on that station. You almost wonder now that they're putting out music through Shady because it is a 
Eminem affiliated radio station, oh. Shade 45, you start to wonder like, wait a minute, was this the plan all along? Are they just oh. marketing? Is this all marketing? Some the, scam ass marketing. The cool hand of commerce casts a shadow over yeah. the affairs. But in, in um, you know, in this case, I will say like the 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 music is great. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if I'm still listening to this a year from now. We'll see. Um, I really like it now, and I'm all about West Side Gun. Like West Side Gun and Doom just dropped a collaboration. Yeah, that produced by Alchemist. Um, that's I think it's good, not great, but like I just want to see him doing more and more stuff. And I think like. He's definitely the strong half of that duo for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you, like we were talking before we started recording, the fact that they named themselves after an iconic tag team duo, <laughs> uh, you got just shout outs and respect for that. Yeah, so. uh, yeah. Th- this this EP they put out has like uh, some wrestling announcer samples. I don't know what it is. Like like all of a sudden, well, maybe not all of a sudden, but like you know, Action Bronson had his track where he's shouting out Marty Jannetty. Uh, yeah, you know, like the re- re- wrestling reverend. You know, Pusha T is always talking about Ric Flair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cocaine is one hell of a drug, as it turns out. Yeah, that's just how uh, it goes, I guess. <laughs> uh, well, Jeff, let's call that a show, show number one in the can. Yeah. Um, like, I, like we mentioned before, this is still much we're figuring out the format. We want to hear from you what you all are into, uh, your favorite songs, what you think we like that sucks. Please tell us how much we suck and we're old and we don't. We our music tastes blow. We would love <laughs> to hear from you there. Yeah. Um, hit us up an email. At I'm a Fix Wolves podcast. That's I M A uh, Fix Wolves podcast at gmail.com. Um, Twitter, that is a little more stingy with the characters. So on Twitter, it's I'm a Fix Wolves pod. Um, I'm at Joseph J. Brony on Twitter. Jeff, you are who? Uh, Jeff Gerstman on Twitter. Two N's on Gerstman. Yeah, don't, let that tri- don't let that trip you up. Um, I can be heard also on Team GFB Radio. That's my podcast with my friend Daryl Wisner. That's more video game and travel bullshit. Has nothing to do with this, what we're talking about. Uh, but it does mean the end of the rap up minute update for Team GFB Radio. So it means that's over. Um, Jeff, you have a day job. We're not going to talk about it. We're that's not right. doing it. No, I, I'm not sh- here to. I'm not here to promote like that. You know, like like that's you know that that's out there. I do it. I'm proud of it. It's it's a thing I do. The cool you know, hand of commerce. Exactly. Cat, cat you can also sh- find you can also find me at Jeff Zone on the internet. <laughs> uh, Jeff Gersman is in fact still a threat, as it turns out. Um. Well, cool, Jeff. That was fun. I'm glad we did this finally. Yeah, definitely. Um, now all we got to do is make the website, edit the podcast, clear the samples, uh, and start cashing checks. That's all we need to do. Yeah, pretty much. I'm, so, I'm just gonna. You, you, if you can handle those first three things, I can handle the last bit. I'm gonna come a, in and, and handle that that bit at the end. So okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that sounds equitable. All right. Um. All right. Well, uh, for the first edition of I'm a Fix Wolves, uh, thank you, everyone. This is Dave, and this is Jeff. Peace. And a new experience. Stereophonic sound.
journey takes us into the field of music and all the color of the full symphony orchestra in España. <laughs> 